Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Shout out to the title sponsor of the big show. That is Big O, Big O Tires. Stop in to your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price tires and pay nothing today. Options, Big O Tires, the team you trust. I'm going to talk to Tanner Mangum, uh, former BYU quarterback, uh, coming up here uh, in just a moment. Uh, we had... Uh, we had a suggestion we've got to talk to Tanner about from our guy uh, Carl out there in the Twitterverse about uh, getting Jumpman to jump on board with uh, Mason Wake, our guy, who you'll hear from <laughs> tomorrow. With Wake's Takes, another edition coming up. Uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. Former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum with us on The Big Show. What's going on, Tanner? What's up, guys? How you, how y'all doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. What do you think about that for uh, for a jump man getting in the Mason Wake business? Uh, how he's just leaping defenders uh, in pretty much every game. What do you think about that? It seems on brand to me. I saw Squally Canada, uh, who has started his, his own apparel t-shirt business, is going to start producing some Air Wake shirts. Uh, I think those are going to be um, a hot commodity down in Provo. So, Tanner, let's start with uh, what we thought was the play of the game, obviously, with the uh, interception and Tyler Algier flies down the field and does the tomahawk chop on the uh, on the uh, defender and loosens the ball and uh, BYU gets the ball back. I don't think I've ever seen a play quite like that one. What did you think? Oh, I mean, I think everyone's been talking about that since, since it happened on Saturday ad nauseum. But, I mean, how can you not? It was one of the most remarkable football plays I think I've ever witnessed. Um, certainly one of the greatest uh, defensive, offensive turn defensive plays in, in the history of BYU football. I mean, what an emotional roller coaster. At first, I was uh, just so um, shocked, honestly, to, to see Jaron throw that. Uh, I was just, you know, telling him, yelling to, to throw, throw it away and. But then to see Tyler Algier just hawk the defender and force that fumble, and then for Jaron, the one who threw the guy who threw the pick to then fall back on the ball, um, just incredible. I mean, this speaks to Tyler's heart and his determination and hustle. And uh, yeah, it was just it was amazing. And honestly, the play of the game, it, it saved the game, and definitely a play that will be looked back on uh, for years to come. I'm glad you mentioned the Jaron part of it, and and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because he had to hustle, right, to be in position to make that play. I mean, he really had to go. As a quarterback, after you throw an interception, I would guess you just want to climb into a hole, right? Not <laughs> like I, I was impressed. It shows heart to me, I guess. Let me put it that way. No, it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Trust me, I know. I threw a lot of them. <laughs> it's one of the worst feelings in the world to throw an interception and to be chasing the, the defender who – who picked you off, but it's something that's drilled into you. I, I mean, honestly, since as a, as a kid, I mean, it's, it's part of the game. It's, if you throw an interception, you don't give up on the play. You, you keep going, you, you go and make a tackle. You try and um, see what you can do. And in this case, it, it paid off. It's a good thing. He didn't give up on the play I and mean, he was on the ground, but he got back up and started running. 
And then if you watch the film, he, he honestly started slowing down just a hair as, he, as the defender was, was, was getting closer to the end zone. And it ended up being perfect that he did because then when the ball was punched out, it fell right underneath him. And so it's just, it's just a good thing that, I mean, it's not surprising at all that, that he would do that, but it's a good thing that he, he, uh, he had the heart, the wherewithal to, uh, to, to keep going after it and, and recover that fumble. So, Tanner, uh, there were similarities between what happened against Utah and what happened here in this game with BYU preserving its victory with that clutch drive at the end. And uh, it didn't surprise me that BYU wasn't going to put the ball in the air over that time. It surprised me maybe that they could pound it down the field the way they did. But when BYU needed that to pick up that first down and Jaron Hall took off running the play on which he had the uh, wind knocked out of him, as he said, and he had to leave the game, it looks to me like when you're close to the goal line, you can call on him to do that whenever you want, and it looks like it would be effective. However, you don't want to risk the injury, so it's, BYU's got to sit there. A-Rod has to sit there and go, okay, what do I do? When is it worth it to turn him loose and when isn't it? I know. I mean, it's what we. T- it's just like what we talked about last week. I have been really impressed with how Jaron has balanced his running and and his throwing, because I I think a reason the reason why he's so effective is particularly this season in his in his running game is because he doesn't do it all the time. If he if he were to do it all the time, defenses would start to. Uh, make adjustments. They would keep a spy in there. They would change their front. They would change the way they they uh, they they attack zone read. They defend zone read. They would change the way that they uh, defend him. But because it's it's just a few times a game, in a way, he kind of lulls him to sleep a little bit. He makes him forget that he has that ability. And so that was a perfect example of just of using it at the most opportune time. But. Unfortunately, it showed the risk that comes along with it, and that's the one thing I said when when um you know he was named the starter. If if he can stay healthy and have a full healthy season, I think he can put together a great year. Um, but if he gets hurt, which he's shown he's he's prone to, it could spell trouble. It's a good thing that the injury wasn't worse. It's a good thing that he'll be back. Um, but uh, you know they're going to need him, and they're going to need that that rushing ability if they're going to continue on this uh, magical run that they're putting together. What is uh, Coach Roderick doing um, that is working with Jaron Hall? I guess uh, you know it, this is certainly a different offense than Zach Wilson ran, and of course you're going to adjust based on uh, on who you've got uh, pulling the trigger. But what is uh, working within this offense for Jaron Hall? Yeah, so there were two drives really that I think kind of tell the story of what, what's working well and what's not working quite as well. And they happened at the end of the first half. It was the, the second to last drive of the, of the uh, first half where they um, drove down the field in impressive fashion, taking deep shots, um, incorporating some, some trick plays, some play action passes. Very, it was very aggressive. It was very creative play calling. It was dynamic concepts. And it ended with a touchdown pass to uh, Isaac Rex, which, by the way, we've talked about. That's how the tight ends are going to get involved. They're not going to be the most involved in down the field, stretching the field, but they can get involved in those play action passes and those, uh, those trick plays. So that was a great drive that just allowed Jar- Jaron to push the ball down the field, uh, but then also use his legs when, when he needs to. Uh, it kept the defense on their heels. They didn't know what was coming. It was just it was 
deep shot after deep shot. It was it was awesome to see. But then it was the, the last drive before, before the second half where all of a sudden the play calling changed. They started doing uh, some jet sweeps, started running the ball a little bit more, started slowing it down. The tempo was different, and it just felt like a different offense. And I, and I, I felt like it was a disservice to the team and to the offense when they had clearly shown that Arizona State had no answers for what they were giving them. They couldn't be stopped. But then by changing up the scheme and trying to address the run game and trying to develop the jet sweeps while well-intentioned, I don't think was the most uh, effective um, play calling to help to help the offense succeed the way it did in the drive before. And it ended up leading to an interception at the end of the half. So, I, honestly, I felt like a, a huge 14-point swing could have gone into the half going up 28-7 or 24-7, but instead it ended up being 21-14. And, um, but so I, I think if they can stick to what they did on that second-to-last drive, I think they'll be tough to stop. And uh, that's, that's where, that's where Jaron, that's his sweet spot when he can play loose, play free, push the ball down the field, run when, uh, when, when the defense is, is not expecting it. And I think if they can be more consistent with that, they'll be tough to defend. So two plays I'd like to hone in on here a little bit, Tanner, and get your thoughts on them. Uh, the first one was the handoff and double pitch thing back to Jaron Hall. And he, Throws that 34-yard pass to, who was it, Romney, I believe it was. Uh, I mean, that's some of that trickeration you were talking about. And then the final scoring play for the Cougars, when Baylor-Romney faces that situation and he uh, completes that touchdown pass to Isaac Rex, uh, the second touchdown to Isaac Rex. What do you think of those two plays? Well, the first one you mentioned was huge. Uh, I mean, first of all, it was a great play by Jaron to to stay poised in the pocket. He had some pressure in his face. And also shout-out to Neil Pau, uh, who stayed in after, after pitching it back to Jaron, got just enough of the defender to keep him off of Jaron. That was a huge play right there, kind of an unsung part uh, of, of that of that touchdown pass was, was Neil giving them just enough protection. Uh, because if you're going to make a play play like that work, the offensive line and the receivers involved have to provide time for Jaron, um, and and it's stuff like that that's so great to see. Like that that's the type those, those are the types of plays that BYU needs to keep relying on to uh, to keep the defense on their heels. You know BYU is not going to ground and pound with the best of them. They're not going to um, you know it's 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 my opinion. It's how it's always been. Um, they're not going to be able to, you know, establish, be be the strongest team up front. They need to continue to go no huddle. They need to continue to mix things up, push the tempo, uh, keep the defense guessing. Don't allow them to dial up blitzes and and uh, and get get their rest. And the, and then when you when you come up with a play with a shot like that, that that just demoralizes the defense and keeps them keeps them guessing for the rest of the game. So that was awesome, and and really it was a huge momentum boost there. And then the last play that you mentioned with Baylor's Romney's Baylor's touchdown pass to to Isaac Rex. I mean, what a gutsy call! Um, I had a feeling there was a, there was a part of me as as they I called the timeout. We were waiting to see what what was happening. I was thinking, you know, do you do you just run the ball, keep the clock moving, don't even give them a chance to stop the clock, um, or do you put your trust in Baylor and get a touchdown and put the nail in the coffin. And I had a feeling they were going to do that. I think that's just, that's Kalani's aggressive mindset. He loves going for it. He loves 
um, you know, taking shots. I, and I think especially when you have Baylor in there who has experience, he's been in situations like this before. Uh, you know, it's, it's a risky call to have that be his first throw. That's Let's put Tanner on hold for a second. Yeah, see you. if we can't uh, get a better connection. That was weird. I, it just went from crystal clear to gone. <laughs> Usually we hear it break up a little bit and struggle and then go. Well, he's talking about that three-yard touchdown pass, and it was risky uh, to do it that way, but they knew that if they had a play they liked, uh, th- that they could uh, close the game down, and that's what they chose to do. How, I wonder how hard it is. We'll ask Tanner this when we get him back. How hard is it to come off the bench like that and throw a pass like that? Well, he's the dude to ask because yeah. he had a pretty famous come yeah. in off the bench and, you know, 30, 30 minutes off his mission <laughs> coming and play against well, uh, and, and Nebraska. Look, if Baylor Romney hadn't put that ball right where it was, it could have been picked off and it could have been run back for a 100-yard touchdown. But he he didn't. He put it where he needed to, and Isaac Rex made the catch, and BYU wins. But I like the guts of it, though. You heard Tanner kind of alluding to that. You yeah. know, it's kind of a gutsy call. You got to have confidence. I like it. Well, it paid off big time. Uh, Tanner, you back with us? We lost you there for a moment. I think I'm back. I'm so sorry about that. Not sure what happened. Uh, yeah. Gordon asked you asked that question we were just talking about. On that play you were describing, and then we then it sounded like you went to Mars. Uh, <laughs> tell us what it's like, and you're uniquely qualified, maybe uh, not in the exact same way, but in a way similar to that, for Baylor Romney to come off the bench and be called upon not just to not fumble the ball on the exchange, but to actually put the ball in the air and put it exactly where it had to be for the game clincher. Uh, how tough is that when you're cold coming off the bench? That's extremely tough. That's one of the reasons why I thought they might not do it, being that that would be his first pass of the game. And here it is at the very end of the game. Do you have? I mean, that, that takes guts to, to, one, make that call, and then, two, go in and make the throw. And it was a perfect throw, perfectly perfect location, only where Isaac could get it. And, I mean, honestly, that's one of those times where when you're called upon, you immediately have to get a few throws in on the sideline to make sure that your arm is warm when you've been sitting on the sideline all game. But, I mean, that's why I, I give credit to Baylor for being poised, feeling confident enough to go and make that play. And then, of course, for the coaches for allowing the team to go out and be aggressive and really put the nail in the coffin. Tanner, I want to ask you about the Utes, if I could. They switched quarterbacks mid-game, and uh, the offense looked much better under Rising. What did you think about uh, what you saw from those guys? Yes, I, I watched the entire game, and, and it was painful to watch at first. Uh, it, it just there, There's a lot of concerns I have with the scheme there, the, the offensive system that, that Utah is running. Um, you know, I think they have some talented players, but they're not being put in the right positions that really helps them take advantage of the defense's weakness. And what, what I guess what I mean by that is that you, you watch the plays and there's never a, a concept or a, a scheme where you go, you watch it and you go, wow, that was a great scheme that really helped the offense get into a better position where that was a great uh, concept that allowed the receivers to really confuse the defense there. There's nothing that's dynamic or creative or um, 
tough to defend. It's, it's it's all very basic stuff. And then when you can compound that with with the uh, with questionable decision making by Brewer, it's just a recipe for for disaster. And, decision making and then lack of accuracy as well just his accuracy was not there and then immediately once rising came in i mean it was almost beyond just x's and o's it was an infusion of energy there's he played with a little bit of swagger he had an energy about him um and i think once you start feeling confident and making plays that just that just um exponentiates you start to, to feel it across the team um and 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 I think they, they, they're going to have a controversy done in Salt Lake now. I mean, do you go back to, to Brewer or do you stick with Rising? You stick with the hot hand. I mean, in my opinion, you stick with the hot hand. He showed some moxie. He showed poise. He made some great throws. And um, But I, I, it's, it, you, you can just tell Utah doesn't have that same type of attitude that they've had in, in years past on both sides of the ball. There's just kind of a lack of energy there, a lack of – uh, swagger that they typically carry themselves with. And so I think they're kind of searching for an identity, uh, searching for leaders to step up, and we'll see how they do riding the ship moving forward. That's exactly what Kyle Whittingham said as far as the offense needs to find an identity. Did you notice a difference as far as play calling once Rising was in the game? Is it a little unfair to criticize Charlie Brewer when it seemed as though uh, Cam Rising was getting more opportunities to shine, or am I am I wrong on that? No, no, that, that's, it's a valid point, and I did have that same thought. It happens a lot um, where they, they they pull the starter, they put in the backup because things aren't working, and then they instantly change the play calling, and they start being more aggressive, and they start pushing the envelope a little bit. One, one because they're kind of desperate. Two, because they feel like, what do they have to lose? And I think that's, that's kind of what happened, where obviously Rising was getting a little bit more opportunities to push the ball down the field. He was um, playing, I think, with a little bit more aggressive play calling, which, which helps. But at the same time, Brewer had his opportunities. He had his chances. He had his, his throws down the field that were just way off. He had throws down the sideline that were, were not, you know, not close to being completed. He had uh, throws that he missed. He had plays that he that he didn't make. Um, and and so that you have to take that into account. And then Rising made the most of his opportunities quick. You know, as soon as he was thrown in there, he immediately started completing passes. And once you start completing passes, the, the coordinator trusts you more. And once, once you get that confidence and you start getting uh, trusted, then the OC feels like they can open it up a little more, and, um, and then the, the momentum can take care of itself. And I think you saw a perfect example of that where Rising came in, got hot, and then from there the, the offense could, could be a little bit more aggressive. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that Brewer couldn't take advantage of, of his opportunities, but we'll see um, what they decide to do. Um, like I said, I would go with the high hand here in the in the, com- in the coming weeks. So, <clears throat> if BYU can beat South Florida, which I think probably the three of us uh, agree that uh, they can, and Utah State can beat Boise State, by the time we talk to you next week, Tanner, we will we could be talking about two undefeated teams going head to head in Logan on Friday night. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> That would be great. I, I, I mean, I think it might happen. Uh, who knows? I mean, Boise State had a tough, tough loss on Saturday with, with Oklahoma State. That, that could be – I hope it happens because that rivalry, that Utah State-BYU rivalry, is, is a fun one. And I think especially in recent years, it's kind of gone back and forth a little bit. Um, and so it could be, could be loud up there in Logan, uh, Maverick Stadium. We'll see how it plays out. Um, 
but I mean, I know BYU, they're, they, they, they have a great shot. I think they have a legitimate shot. Uh, running, running the table this year. I think there's a couple tough matchups that they have to worry about. Definitely can't overlook the Utah State game because you just never know. Boise State, same thing. You, you can't overlook them ever. Uh, Virginia, I think, will be a tough one uh, in Provo, especially with the emotions going into that game with Broncos' return to Provo. Um, but I think it, there's a legitimate shot that, B, that BYU could be undefeated going into that final contest against USC. Um, which would be just in, incredible uh, to see. I mean, not a lot of people expected BYU to come out of this three-run stretch, three and zero. Um, so we'll see if they can keep that keep that momentum going. Who are you more uh, more surprised that they are undefeated at this point, BYU or Utah State? Um, probably Utah State. If I'm being honest, I, I think uh, while many people didn't expect BYU to. Um, to be undefeated, I think all three games were winnable. You know, it could have gone either way. I, I, and obviously, three Pac-12 opponents in, in a row—that it, it, can be tough to start off your season with it. But um, I think Utah State, as far as compared to last year, you know, we knew BYU was going to be good overall. They had such a great season last year. They had a lot of um, you know momentum. Utah State really struggled last year. So then just to to uh, turn it around. And be three and zero this year. I think that to me, that's the bigger surprise. Tanner, as always, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. And apologies for the mishap earlier. <laughs> oh, all good, buddy. We appreciate you. Thanks. That's our friend Tanner Mangum. Uh, jumps on with us every single Monday. Good stuff from Tanner. Always good on on BYU. I thought his uh, I thought his insight on Utah and that quarterback situation was uh, useful. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he broke that down with candor and uh, really did a nice job. Pretty sharp dude, that Tanner Mangum. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love it uh, that he can jump on with us on Mondays. He's great. So big thanks to uh, to Tanner Mangum for doing that. Uh, let's get back out to the zone phone. No time to waste. Joining us, of course, our friend Dr. Johnson uh, from Premier Wave. What's going on, doctor? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. Uh, glad to have you back on. Let's talk about what uh, sets you guys apart from the others. There's, uh, you know, a lot of people out there in the ED world now, and uh, you think you guys do it a little bit better. Yeah, one, we have uh, the best technology available. There's a new FDA-approved treatment. Just got FDA approved a few months ago. We're the only ones in Utah who has it. It's twice as effective as anything else on the market. Two, we're run by a physician. I'm actually what premier partner of the specific medical laser so that we have the best protocols, best methods out there. Three, all of our staff is really well trained. And four, we have a great facility, very comfortable, very easy to get to, and uh, just makes you feel at ease when you come there. Well, that's got to be a big deal, right? Because this isn't the, you know, it's a bit of a sensitive subject for folks. Yeah, it's a sensitive area, sensitive subject. So not everyone really wants to admit they have a problem, but. It's so prevalent. More than 50% of men 50 and older have some type of erectile dysfunction, which doesn't mean necessarily it's not working at all, but not working to someone's satisfaction. So, you know, we thought of everything to make it comfortable, make it effective, so it's a great place to come and get it taken care of. And you've got a great deal going on today for Zone listeners. Yeah, so for if you mentioned um, the Zone, 12 the Zone, then you get $300 off your treatment package. But if you've actually had treatment before from someplace else, and you haven't had the results you want, we're going to give 50% off. That's half off all of our treatments. 
our treatment package for those people who've tried it and haven't had success. We feel so confident that they'll get success with this new laser. 385-360-WAVE. That is the number to call. 385-360-9283. You can also go online, premierwave.com. Dr. Johnson, we appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. 385-360-WAVE. That is the number again, 385-360-9283. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes open up Pac-12 play as they welcome in Washington State for an early start. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 1030 with the postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update here on The Big Show. Here's Jaron Hall uh, talking about setting the record straight on his uh, late game in- injury against the Devils. Yeah, no, I feel good. It's got the wind knocked out of me. You know, some big boys, so it is what it is. Now, Baylor, I mean, that's what, what do you expect from the guy? I mean, we know that's what he does, so I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. You know, he just went in and did his thing, cold turkey all game, and he just goes out and makes plays. So, super happy for Baylor. You know, came through in the clutch for us there in the end. So, as of now, you think you're okay to go next week? Yeah, yeah. Get healthy tomorrow, get feeling good, and get to practice on Monday. This update brought to you by Davis Vision. The back-to-school sales going on now. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those contacts and glasses forever. Call 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080. LASIK can be an affordable option and financing is available. Don't wait. Call today, 801-253-3080 or online, davisvisionmd.com. That's Davis Vision. Football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday for a showdown against the Bulls. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. this was the first time that we saw this happen. Oh, my heavens. The Arizona Cardinals flooding the field after beating the Minnesota Vikings 34-33. Hilarious. <laughs> it's good! No, no. <laughs> it is good! No, it's no good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, just watch watch uh, the guys in the striped uniform. They they usually will indicate whether it's good or not. What was he looking at? Uh, well, if you see the replay, I mean, the the field goal wasn't missed by much. 
I mean, well, it was somewhat yeah, but close, but you got to make sure, don't you? You would think so, especially with the history of the Vikings and yeah, the Vikings game lose, deciding kicks. They and lose <laughs> a lot of games on kicks. Hmm. It is good. No, he's no good. Are you kidding me, Mister Wright? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, NFL yesterday, Gordon. The Giants win the pennant! The Giants! No, they no, lost. No, they don't. <laughs> they, they actually did not. Uh, how about my Raiders getting a win over the Steelers? 26-17, to 17, a game you heard right here on the Zone Sports Network. David Carr, uh, Derek Carr for MVP. <laughs> we're going all the way this year. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? We are. We're okay. going all the way. Get on the train. You know that's Lloyd's favorite team. I do. I You're do. all right with being in the same boat? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you and Lloyd were in a life raft together, just the two of you, and you were out there floating around for two weeks, who's going overboard? Jake would deflate the raft and strangle <laughs> Lloyd with it and then drown out of the principal. And he's waving a Raiders pennant the whole way. Oh, I, Lloyd would have me off that raft. <laughs> it's true. No, he would he would figure it out. He'd, he'd like, drown me in my sleep or something. You're swimming for land, maybe? Oh, I don't think I'd survive long enough to swim. <laughs> okay. But you're willing to get on board with, with as far as the Raiders? Yeah, go. let's go Raiders. Uh, no, they beat the Steelers 2-0. Wins uh, over the Ravens and the Steelers in the first two weeks. Yeah. Two pretty good Impressive, wins yeah. uh, for the Raiders. Would you be shocked if they don't win again? Because I wouldn't be. If they just lost from here on it's out? It's such a Raiders thing to do. <laughs> but they look too good. A <laughs> um, couple other games. Uh, how about Sam Darnold and the Panthers uh, getting the Saints? I have a feeling that uh, the Saints just aren't going to be the same yeah. without Drew Brees. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think that's uh, that's going to be the, uh, the the same team. We both, uh, or all three of us, went 2-1. and one, Is that correct on our NFL uh, picks? So. Yeah. That's right, yeah. The Chargers let me down. Stupid Let Cowboys. me down, too. Thank you, new taunting play. Uh, Austin's Titans <laughs> got an upset in Seattle. Not an easy place to go That in, field goal was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, the Ravens, and this certainly was a thrilling game. They get a win over the Chefs. 36 to 35, and any weekend the chefs lose is a good weekend by me. What do you think about Lamar's flip into the end zone? I like him. <laughs> Don't you? It, it, he is a fun player to watch. Yeah, play. He is. And, and so is Mahomes. I mean, I, I root against the Chiefs or whatever, but I certainly couldn't why, appreciate Again, it. why is the Chief hate Oh, just can't stand the Chiefs. Why? Just lots of reasons. Well, why? Why do you love them so much? I'm not saying I love them. I'm why, just saying, why do you why love do you, them so much, why, Gordon? You just love you it, some it, Chiefs. No, why no, is that? It's, it's, just, it's just one thing to to think a team is okay. It's you another to hate that a, team. You even picked against Tom Brady because you love the Chiefs so much. Why? Do, again, I, back to my original question. Why do you hate the Chiefs? Why do you love them? <laughs> Are you answering my question with a question? That's exactly what I'm doing. Why don't you answer the question? Why don't you? I don't love the Chiefs. You do, though. I, no, I just... You do. You love them. It's all right. I don't love them. But you hate them. Yeah, I'd, I don't I'd like to see why. the Chiefs lose. I'd like to see the Broncos lose. Again, why? Who else do I really... You enjoy? don't even root for a team in that in, in that, that whole equation, so what, I why don't really do you hate even, those two teams? I don't really root for a team uh, in the NFL in general, pretty much. Who else do I really enjoy watching lose? The Broncos are obviously the best answer. You like seeing Tom Brady lose whatever team he's on. I just don't enjoy watching him win. <laughs> okay. But no enough to pick him in the Super Bowl. Apparently. 
You know, I'm, I'm sensing from you, Jake, a little insecurity because you constantly have to compliment yourself on your genius picks. What are you talking about? I haven't complimented myself on We haven't heard the anything. end of it. What do you mean? You picked Tom Brady in Tampa Bay to oh, win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't stop saying that over and over again. Well, you didn't see it coming. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying. I'm just, why, why are you tooting your horn so much? Because it grinds your gears. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you, you are an interesting man. <laughs> I mean, you hate teams. You say things just to make other people angry. So, this, he, so he's tooting his horn and he's grinding your gears. Yes, apparently so. And I'm wondering what happened in your early childhood that made you this way. Nothing. I just it was something. It was a fascinating something. It was Austin. a fascinating study of my guy Gordon Monson. I said this at the time in the Super Bowl. Your love for Tom Brady <laughs> competed with your love for picking the favorite, and I knew that picking the favorite was going to prevail, and it did. And it backfired. It did. So I like bringing that up, yes. But I don't really care, but you're complimenting yourself. You're the whole thing. Well, if that's one a, of us was wise enough to pick Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. If that's a byproduct of grinding your gears, then so be it. <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know, so much of what happens in our lives as adults can be traced back to early childhood experience. So I'm just wondering what happened to you. I don't know. Probably lots. Did you get bit by a dog? Did you have some sort of trauma of some sort? I don't think so. <laughs> you wouldn't remember, but it's in your subconscious somewhere. Should we hypnotize Jake? Can we do that? Could we do that on the show? Hypnotize him on air? Yeah. I'll, I'll do a YouTube DIY and we'll do it tomorrow. I'll learn how to hypnotize. <laughs> Jake, would you uh, see? He's not the right type for that. Jake, I don't think he, we'd he be would be stubborn. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think any of the three of us could be hypnotized, honestly. Do, what do you have to? What do you have to have? What uh, do any you have of to the be somewhat pliable and not stubborn? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do do any of the three of us believe that hypnosis is possible? Yes. Oh, oh of course you do. So I don't. Yeah. What? Maybe it, maybe you hypnotize. You think you it's all fake? I saw my best fake. friend in the world be hypnotized, and to this day, I don't believe it. I think he's yeah. just a really good actor. Yeah, those those uh, those performers that uh, that do uh, the fair and whatnot that just have a way of picking people that are going to play along. Hypnosis is a genuine psychological therapy process. It's often misunderstood and not widely used. However, medical research continues to clarify how and when hypnosis can be used as a ther therapy tool. It's kind of like that foot reflexology. Every now and then, one out of ten seems to get it get it right. But like you, you put a pressure point on the third toe, and suddenly your bowels are cleaner. That's what hypnosis is. You get lucky from time to time. Apparently, uh, it's uh, this. According to this, according to Irving Kirsch, a lecturer and director of the program on placebo studies at Harvard <laughs> Medical School. He says, quote, there are many myths about hypnosis, mostly coming from media presentations. Sometimes it's okay to be boring. Kerr says hypnosis is a well-studied and legitimate form of adjunct treatment for conditions ranging from obesity and pain after surgery to anxiety and stress. See, I found an article here in the New England Journal of Fact that says it's garbage. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Hey, everyone, let me ask. Have any of our listeners out there, have you, have you ever been hypnotized? And if you have, call Austin at 855-340-ZONE. And the good thing about this phone is only honest people are allowed through it. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, our listeners aren't going to lie. Yeah, they do and they no, will. No, they're not going to lie. If you have really been hypnotized, please call us now. I want to find out. And find out whether, you know, people who have experienced it, I'm imagining, could tell us whether it was real or not. Please call 855-340-ZONE. It's right just now. like those that uh, claim they had a hole-in-one. They've experienced <laughs> it as far as you know. See, you guys you guys are so darn cynical about see, everything. I think I see. All right. Our listeners can respond, but I think we should take it online. Go ahead and tweet us. No, I want to hear. Lloyd I want, Cole I want, Zone. No, no. No, at Lloyd no, Cole Zone no. and let us know no what your experience at with nine seven five hands. Yeah, 855-340-ZONE. Call, please call right now if you have ever been hypnotized. At David, no, at David DJ James, <laughs> let us know what your experience is uh, with hypnosis. Please, somebody, anyone, please call. I'm More begging you. Oh, wait, wait. And Look, the, the phone's ringing. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. We knew that this was coming when the Big 12 did what they did and took three AAC teams and put them into the Big 12. Those three have all accepted that invite. They're leaving. Now Commissioner Mike Oresco and Conference are headhunting the Mountain West Conference. There have been four teams announced as most interest. Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, and San Diego State. The Mountain West is without a doubt a better conference than the AAC. But AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco is extremely aggressive. He's not going down without a fight. And if you're Craig Thompson and you're not being aggressive and you're not trying to find a way to put away the AAC, they're going to do the same to you. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. Jake here for our friends at Peach Window and Door, locally owned and operated company. Cindy and her crew are wonderful. They are passionate Utah jazz fans. They are Zone Sports listeners, and they love helping out fellow Zone Sports listeners. Listen, they are the premier window and door retailer. They have been since 1993. They combine beauty and technology, and if you can dream it, they can do it. Custom is what they do. Maybe you've got uh, a custom window size or or door or maybe you want to do an indoor outdoor space all of this great stuff uh peach window and door is the way to go and listen they do things differently when it comes to customer service meaning they talk to people they answer the phone they pride themselves on uh, getting you from start to finish and uh, helping you all along the way they don't do the subcontractor thing meaning you won't get ghosted they'll take care of you from sales to installation and they back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. So here's what you need to do. Uh, you need to uh, give them a call, 801-566-1255. Set up a free in-home estimate. You can go directly to their showroom. The showroom is beautiful. See for yourself what they're capable of, 2940 South, 300 West. You can go online as well, peachbuildingproducts.com. That's peachbuildingproducts.com. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Utes and 50 update here on the big show. Here's Coach Witt saying a lot went wrong on Saturday, but things look better after the quarterback change. I thought Cam Rising was a big bright spot. He came in, was poised, got, t- got put in a tough spot. That's not an easy spot he got put in, and I thought he responded very well. In fact, I thought the whole offense responded when he got in the game. And it just seemed to be a little bit of a uh, spark that he provided, which is what enabled us to make the comeback. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's a classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or the their Killer Breakfast Burritos. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside Tippinogas Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. It's an early start for the Aggies as they square off against Boise State and Logan. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with a pregame show Saturday morning at 9. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll take your hypno- hypnosis caller here in a second, uh, Gordon. But first, it's time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. How did the markets do today? All right, I don't want, I don't want to mess with this. I'm just going to blow through it as fast as I can because it's all bad news. The Dow was off almost 2%, minus uh, 614 points. The NASDAQ was down uh, more than 2% at minus 330, and the S&P off uh, 1.7%, down 75 points. So, not a good day for them. Not a great day. No. Nope. All right. So, we have two callers we're going to take. Uh, we'll start with Jordan. And, uh, Jordan, it, you claim you've been hypnotized. Is that right? Yes, 100%. First of all, you need credibility on my part. My uncle Dave Rose and Tim Lacombe once said he wished he could dress like me because I looked like I'm in a band. <laughs> okay. Oh, <good>. All right. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, that deserved a honk right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Thank right. you. What right. happened? I I got picked at a fair uh, to go up, and I was extremely excited because I had seen these in the past and couldn't figure out if it was real. And a friend of mine who is the most shy person ever was going crazy and and then the the hypnotist he would do like a, he would like snap his fingers or he would do a weird thing and he would send people back into the crowd if they weren't uh, he could tell if they weren't actually hypnotized well I was in a different state apparently because I just felt so good I, I had never felt more good in my life so I was pretending to ride the motorcycle pretending to like poop my pants all the weird things they do uh, because it felt so good so Okay. It, it was real. I, All right. That's the experience real. there for, from Jordan. Wait, did he say he pretended to do those things? Or was... All right. All right. Uh, we have another caller, JJ, who uh, has a different experience. Hello, JJ. Yo, fellas. Uh, kind of similar to the last caller there. Um, back in the day, like uh, early 2000s, right out of high school, there was like one bar or club 
in Provo, and I can't remember what it was called, but they did. They had a well-known hypnotist that did like a monthly or weekly show, and he'd do the he'd hypnotize the audience and walk around and pick people out to come on stage and be part of the show. Well, I got picked one time, and my buddy got picked, and I didn't know what to do because I was not at all hypnotized. And I was too embarrassed to do anything other than go up on stage and act it all out, which I did. Yeah. Me and my, there, one of my buddies in the group was also picked, and he pitted us. We were supposed to karate fight without touching each other. And during our little performance, my buddy kept grabbing me and touching me, and I'm like, "Dude, you're messing it up." <laughs> and it was, it was all a. I, for, as far as I'm concerned, I I wasn't hypnotized at all. I was just too embarrassed to admit. Uh, yeah, I what about, what about your day. friend? Was he hypnotized? Well, I he I don't remember ever talking to him about it directly afterwards. But the fact that he kept going off script and doing what the guy said we weren't supposed to do. I knew he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. All right, JJ, thank you. Well, apparently we have a split decision. No, both. Jordan said he was playing along. He just felt good. It was like it felt really good, but he knew what he was doing. He was faking like he was messing his pants. And whatever, riding a motorcycle or whatever. He knew what he was doing. Uncle Dave Rose got me real proud. Okay, wait, hold on a second. Our, Our phone line's our phone lines were banked on that, and we only took two calls. So there are a bunch of whole, there are a bunch of other calls where people had been hypnotized. But we took two more than we should have. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that man. I would have liked to have heard from more because the sample size is too small. We got to find out from because I don't think our listeners are liars. Well, it does say something though that the only two calls I picked up, one says it's real, one says it's not. Although apparently Jake is saying they both said it wasn't. Basically. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now. Do you believe in anything? From Premier Wave. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Uh, Let's ask Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, is that you, Doc? Yes, it is. What what do you say to a man like Jake who has lost his all belief in anything? I mean, he just doesn't even believe it. Because I I don't believe in hypnosis. (laughs) Do you think those guys at, like, fairs and stuff, doctor, are actually hypnotizing people or just finding people who are playing along? They're just finding people who played along because I've done it many times, actually, on this cruise I was on. I was like the star of the cruise because I played along so well. I actually thought I was hypnotized. <laughs> what were you, wait, 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 Doc. What were you doing? Were you, like, clucking like a chicken? What were you doing? Oh, yeah. I was, like, you know, had, like, a fake uh, kangaroo I was boxing with and things like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about really helping uh, helping folks. And you guys are in a – well, you guys are unique for a variety of reasons, but uh, you've got some equipment to help guys that uh, really nobody else out there has. Yeah, so we have a new uh, machine that just got FDA approved. So it's been shown to be effective by, you know, at least five or six different double-blinded studies. And then it was uh, professionally vetted by people to make sure that it was accurate uh, studies. So it really works. It's two times more effective than any other machine on the market. And it just came out, and we're the only ones in Utah with it. And really one of six in the nation right now, or actually in the world. Wow. That's awesome. So tell us about the experience your patients get when they come in. Yeah, so we have a really well-trained staff. All of our staff has been professionally trained. They're either nurse practitioners or master estheticians or physicians. And they come in, and we have a really nice facility set up that's try to make it as comfortable as possible. And we just try to give them the best care possible. 
All right, and uh, to incentivize our listeners, you've got a great deal going on. Yeah, so for all the 1280 The Zone listeners, we're going to give $300 off, as they mentioned, 1280 The Zone on a treatment package. But for all those who've actually had a treatment before from some other place and haven't gotten the results they wanted, we will give them half off of our package. Half off. Awesome. Great deal. All right, here's what you need to do. You can call now, 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. Or go online to premierwave.com. Doctor, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. That number again, 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-9283. More Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game. And then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6. With the postgame show starting immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.